0: From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. In Syracuse, the Sexual Assault Nurse Examiner program (SANE) each year takes care of close to 300 patients who have been sexually assaulted. The program sees patients at St. Joseph's Hospital Health Center, Krause Hospital, and at Upstate University Hospital. Two nurses are here to talk about their role. They are Anne Galloway, the SANE program director and the Child Abuse Referral and Evaluation Program Nurse Manager at Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital, and Kathy Bradley, who is also part of the same program, as well as the coordinator for the Upstate Best Beginnings Childbirth and New Family Class. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. So 300 patients per year averages out to five or six patients each week. Um, are these patients who've been raped or been the victim of some type of sexual violence? Are mo- most of them women?
1: The majority of the patients that we see are women, but we do, of course, see male victims as well. But yes, they're acute victims of sexual assault that we see in hospital emergency departments.
0: Okay, but the majority, um, 9 out of 10 are female. Um, one in five women and one in 71 men will be raped at some point in life? Is that some of the data that I saw? That That's the data that we've seen, yes. Okay, and then you also see children as well?
1: in 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 those numbers includes children includes children. children. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. and about one in four
2: girls and about one in six boys will be sexually abused before they turn eighteen, which wow. includes, you know, um, sexual assault as well as sexual abuse. And we do see all ages in our program.
0: When you break it down to those numbers, it's pretty sobering, one out of four, one out of six. yeah, yeah and I think awareness, people are more aware.
2: You know, these days. And some of the statistics um, one in 10 women who are raped, um, they are raped by an intimate partner. So, um, and the other piece about um, sexual assault is that um, sexual assault is about two out of every three sexual assaults go unreported. So, statistics are. you know, you gotta you gotta take them with a grain of salt because uh, most sexual assaults do not get reported, and so we may not ha- even capture them as far as because statistics. Because
0: of, of it, victims feel ashamed, or because they don't want to report someone, like you mentioned, an intimate partner, or right for yeah. various reasons, and that yeah, would I think all of those things, wow. right. Well, tell me about what is a sexual assault nurse examiner or SANE, and what's I've also heard sexual assault forensic examiner, mm-hmm. SAFE. Um, so tell me what, what those are. So they're minimally registered
1: nurses um, who have received additional education in caring for victims, acute victims of sexual assault. Historically, emergency departments cared for these patients, and ED nurses and physicians routinely didn't receive any additional education they also had a lot of other patients to take care of right so we wanted to introduce nurses who wanted to do this and received the additional education and felt comfortable doing it and so offered patients a a better job
0: okay all right well is it available at every hospital
1: at all four hospitals the only hospital that we don't see
0: patients is at the veterans administration Hospital. okay all four hospitals here in the syracuse area what about the outlying um rural communities you know, that is always a
1: need. Um, justifying having nurses available 24 hours a day is, is kind of hard to do when the numbers are less than what we see in Onondaga County. There are, uh, Cuga County has a small program at Auburn Hospital. Um, Tompkins County has a small program Cortland County is developing a program. So, in some areas, there are same programs, and certainly across New York State, down in New York City, there are several programs, and across the country, there are a lot of programs. And in in fact, New York State and Onondaga County developed our programs in the '90s. Other programs had started back in the '70s across the country. So,
0: if uh, someone, if there's a victim in an outlying area, would they ever be transferred into Syracuse? They do. We they do, do get
1: trans. Yes. Okay. And they're, and they're typically
0: yeah. transferred to university hospital
1: as...
2: Right. What happens is sometimes patients show up and the staff don't have the facilities or they don't have someone, a SANE or a SAFE, and they feel more comfortable transferring them mm-hmm. um, to a facility that does. Okay.
0: Well, tell me, um, when, when you do have a patient, what does a SANE um, nurse do? What, like, actually, what, what can a patient expect well,
1: um, the hospital contacts Vera House, so there is a hotline. Okay. And once the hotline is contacted, a nurse and an advocate are dispatched, which is really important. The, the advocate really provides the emotional support to the patient while we provide the physical assessment. And is this 24 hours? 24 so, hours a okay. day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we will typically arrive within 60 minutes of being called, and we will meet the patient and kind of offer them options Lots of times patients don't know why they're coming to the hospital. They don't know all of the um, decisions that they can or need to make. They may want to make sure that they're physically okay. They may want medications to help protect them from infections or pregnancy. Um, They may want to contact law enforcement and they're just not really sure the best thing to do. So the nurse really will sit with them, talk to them about their options and let them decide what they wanna do. Um, and then we, if, if they decide on an exam, we will obtain a really detailed history about the events of the incident, as well as a medical history. We'll do a head-to-toe exam, um, assessing them for injuries and collecting forensic evidence if it's appropriate and if that's what they want, working all the while with the ED physician and nurses and you know, providing the best care for that patient.
0: Now, when does law enforcement come into this? I mean, if, if law
1: enforcement comes into it. Well, the patient has the option of contacting law enforcement. If they want to report it to law enforcement, they can. Um, New York State Department of Health actually requires hospitals to offer evidence collection and hold it for a minimum of 30 days while the patient decides whether whether or not they want to go to the police. So the patient really has time to make that decision the best thing for them to do is to get to a hospital to have the evidence collected as quickly as possible while it's still on their body if there's evidence and then and then they can make those decisions afterwards but it's really up to the patient as far as adults and adolescents
0: and as long as it's not a child abuse incident to contact law enforcement okay now do you advise um, victims before they get to the hospital not to shower not to change clothes I mean what what do they need to do before they get to the hospital or how do they get to the hospital
2: yeah um, well if they call the hotline um, and they'll re- reach someone with Vera house um, they will certainly advise them um, not to um, shower if they've not um, changed clothes to keep to they don't keep their clothes on um, and not change and then to report you know to the to the hospital they'll, they'll as far as if they are wanting an exam and evidence collected um, So yes that would be the ideal situation. We certainly see patients who have changed or have showered and we would still encourage them to come in um, because you know they're you know they can still have an exam if they're interested.
0: Okay. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host Amber Smith talking with nurses Kathy Bradley and Ann Galloway about caring for patients who've been sexually assaulted. Um, so The difference between a registered nurse who is not SANE-trained and a nurse who is SANE-trained, have there been comparisons between the types of care that's offered and the outcomes of that? There have been studies
1: done um, where they've compared, and typically if if a nurse is not SANE-trained, the care that's provided to them is kind of provided by the ED physician with the nurse kind of supporting that exam. So what they're really looking at is the ED physician's success in in Mm. performing the exam. Um, But they have done studies which have shown that nurses who have been trained have provided more optimal care and have collected better evidence.
0: And that better evidence can translate to a more successful court outcome and all through the legal system right
2: right right one study showed about 96 percent um proper specimen collection was performed by sanes versus 86 percent by physicians because it's usually the physicians who are doing the um pelvic exam or the speculum exam during during that so um really it's a positive um impact um if you have increased um increased evidence collection or proper evidence collection, there's a better potential for successful prosecution, which, you know, it's overall positive okay. thing for the patient if that's what they're choosing.
0: Now, is it true that um, Upstate and St. Joe's are both centers of excellence? That's Where correct. Through, through the New York State Department of Health, they've
1: um, designated both University Hospital and St. Joe's as centers of excellence for SAFE.
0: Okay. And how, how did... Uh... How do you attain that designation?
1: Well, there's an application process, um, and there are certain standards that need to be met. There need to be nurses who've been trained to provide those services. There need to be certain um, physical um, um, things in the hospital. There has to be a shower available. There has to be a private room available, things like that. So there are certainly standards that...
0: So it's like a seal of approval. Correct, yes. now, um, what Now, does the uh, state, New York State Health Department have some requirements regarding this for testing and medications and that sort of thing? Um, so as far as um, New
2: York State does require that all hospitals have um, established policies and procedures to care for victims of sexual assault, um, including having immediately available prophylactic medications for sexually transmitted infections, HIV and pregnancy. So that's really standard um, across the board for any emergency room, um, regardless. So that is a New York state requirement. Um, how, and also, how often
0: is it that a sexually transmitted disease is contracted during an attack? Or it, does that happen often? Or you know, well, yeah.
2: yeah, the actual statistics, well, as far as pregnancy is about, they say about 5%. Um, there's a 5% rate of. Okay. Um, becoming pregnant um sexually transmitted infections are different because obviously you're you're only being exposed to that infection if the person is positive so um for hiv i know the rate is is very low less than um you know very very low but um the others, I don't have those statistics in in front of me, but it's higher for gonorrhea and chlamydia. It's also dependent on the community, what's prevalent, and all that. And um, it's high in our so community, high, though. If so. it's high in our community, then the statistics would be higher, but we don't have st- statistics.
0: I imagine that must be a big fear, though, for many of the victims. It's, you know, what the outcome or, you know, what's happened afterward. Exactly. Definitely. It is, and
1: I think that's part of our education is patients don't even think about that when they come in. Mm -hmm. They may not consider all of the
0: The consequences
1: of what's happened to them. You know, if someone who isn't their intimate partner has done this to them and they have an intimate partner, then they need to consider that they may have been exposed to these things and then have to, you know, protect their partner. Um... And, and it's also just the first step for patients. So when they come in to see us, lots of times they really would like to forget about it afterwards. They want to go home, they want to shower, and they want to forget about it. But there are really important things after we see them um, to continue um, the process to make sure that they stay healthy, to have another exam, to make sure that they haven't contracted any infections or gotten pregnant from the incident. Um, so those are that's all part of, and I think that's what part of makes the same program more successful in that we have the time to spend with the patient because we don't have other patients that we're caring for. We actually spend about four hours when we go in to see each
2: patient, wow. minimally. Minimally,
0: yeah. Uh, and with the advocate. You mentioned there's yes. an advocate as well that's Yes, right? yeah. So what do you tell them about when, they, when, they're, when all of the exam is done and they're ready to go home and shower and maybe try to forget about it? what What other sorts of follow-up care do you recommend?
1: Yeah, we recommend a follow-up exam in two weeks um, to, again, be tested to reassess if they have injuries to make sure that the injuries are healing. Um, if, they're, if they're starting on medications to help prevent HIV exposure or transfer, then they would need to see somebody within a week, um, okay. a specialist in caring for patients who may have been exposed. Um, and that's something that if they take those medications, they're actually going to be on those medications for about a month. So over the course of that month, you know, we try to tell them to take care of themselves, you know, make sure that they eat healthy because the medications can have side effects, um, to make sure that they stay hydrated, and to make sure that they use protection if they're going to be intimate with, um,
2: you know, their partner.
0: And then what uh, in terms of, like, psychological support, are there um, things yeah. in the community that...
2: Yeah, the... Um, Advocates will um, generally will provide some follow up or give them um, a brochure to follow up with the um, um, Vera House or um, McMahon Ryan for 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 children or under 18, right? And those basically they're going to ask for them to be able to have permission to call them and they will um, call them to to see how they're doing Um, and they can have give them access to um, counseling and um, support services if they need that.
0: Well, I want to make sure that our listeners know we'll have the phone numbers, the hotline numbers on Mm -hmm. our website um, at healthlinkonair.org. But Vera House is 315-468-3260. And then the McMahon-Ryan Child Advocacy Center is 315-883-5617. Um, and we'll have those resources on our website as well. Great. Um, my guests have been sexual assault nurse examiners Kathy Bradley and Ann Galloway. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air podcast and talk show.